Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Reed. Got to, got to pay back. Revenge. It's revenge time. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Mayor of the illegal aliens, not our mayor, because he's put us all in the back of the bus. Has played the race card every step of the way. And his high noon battles with elected officials. As he has insisted that... As the mayor of the largest sanctuary city in the country, by proclamation only, not a law, he will do better than anyone else. And now that he's saying no mas, no mas, as mentioned in the top of this hour of Rip and Reed, his main adversary, Governor Abbott of Texas, is in town. Uh, there does not appear to be a desire on the part of Eric Adams to sit down with Abbott and see that they have a lot of mutual concerns over this invasion through a porous border in which Joe Biden, Giggles Harris, <laughs> and Mayorkas are actually making it easier by the day for illegal aliens to invade our country. And there's a reason for that because I have told you that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has been a stone-cold racist for years. Going back to his days when he idolized Screwy Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam, uh, which hates white people and hates Jews in the 90s. He'd always be sitting in Conrad Muhammad's Nation of Islam mosque in Manhattan, loving every second of it. And then on occasion, he's tolerant of white folks because, let's face it, you're going to do fundraisers out at the Hamptons. You're not going to see many of the brothers and sisters out there. You're going to see a lot of them crackers. And if you're not nice to crackers, they're not going to write you out checks for your political campaigns that don't bounce. And we have seen the venomous anger of a man who hates white people vent itself in this illegal alien issue. Remember way back... Towards the beginning, not only was he calling Governor Abbott, and again, Governor Abbott from Texas is in town in New York for the day. He's called him a racist, called him uh, all kinds of names, a madman. 
But uh, a man that he served with in the NYPD, when Eric Adams said during the campaign and says, now I served in the NYPD for 22 years, everybody in the NYPD there knows he was a house mouse. He always hid in the precincts. He was not a proactive cop. Everybody knows that. And so when his former colleague, Ed Day, who went on to become the Republican elected county executive of Rockland County, stood in his way from sending any illegal aliens to Rockland County. He just, he couldn't put aside the fact that deep inside of Eric Adams, he hates white people. Here was uh, Ed Day standing up, standing his ground against Eric Adams, who early on in the process wanted to make our problem Rockland County's problem. He never offered a question. He never asked for an opinion. He just said, screw you, Rockland County, we're going to do. Well, here's my response. Mr. Adams, you try to run us over, I will reach up and grab you by the throat for the people of Rockland County. You are not getting away with this, and you picked the wrong person to fight with. Damn right. Right away that Monday... Ed Day and his legal beagles went in. They got a temporary restraining order. There hasn't been an illegal alien sent by Eric Adams uh, since then. Although he loved to call Ed Day, the former white cop, not only a racist, but an anti-Semite. County exec Day, I mean, this guy has a record of being anti-Semitic. You know, his racist comments, uh, you know, his thoughts and how he responded to this. Really, it shows a lack of leadership. And it shows what a schmuck, what a putz you are, Eric Adams. Uh, first of all, a third of the population of Rockland County are Orthodox and Hasidic Jews. How the hell uh, could Ed Day have been elected the executive, county executive there, if he was an anti-Semite? So put that aside. Then, of course, uh, he loves to lampoon me and blast away at me, who leads the rebel efforts, along with John Tobacco and Scott Lebedo and other rebels throughout the five boroughs and increasingly in the suburbs surrounding New York City, loves to lambase uh, me, the Caucasian persuasion, the snow bro. Any time you start out a question with the name Curtis Sliwa, that in itself states that it would do a disservice to me and other New Yorkers for me to even respond that. Curtis Sliwa? I mean, I mean, if you go look in a dictionary for the word buffoon and tell me what picture you come up with. Well, I've been searching, you know, my old Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, I've yet to see a picture of me next to it, although increasingly Eric Adams is earning that title because this guy, he claims he pivots and shifts. It's a flip flop and he is a walking, talking contradiction It's do as I say, but not as I do. So let's go on beyond me. Earlier today on Sid Rosenberg's show, from the whitest of the five boroughs per capita per person to a guy who clearly is a white Italian-American attorney, Lou Gerolomino and his partner, Mark Fonte, two guys born and raised in Staten Island, I might add, uh, Justin, so you know, they're Monsignor Farrell guys, right? Proud Farrell guys. Like John Tobacco is, leader of the rebels, like Vito Fasella is, uh, who has been uh, stellar in uh, leading this effort politically, as is a guy who was at every rally from beginning, middle to end, and never leaves State Senator Andrew Lanza. They're all Monsignor Farrell boys. And if you remember, 
uh, it was Sid Rosenberg who asked Arthur Idala and Joe Tacopina, hey, guys, you think you could help the residents uh, in their battle to prevent 7,500 single-abled illegal alien males from being put into tents at Floyd Bennett Field on runway 19? And Idala said, oh, it wouldn't work. It's impossible because he kisses the ass of Eric Adams. His lips are hermetically sealed on his butt. And Joe Tacopina is too busy, you know, going back and forth to Italy with a, what is that, uh, Justin, a fourth-level soccer team that probably couldn't couldn't compete in Eritrea or Ethiopia. But anyway, I digress. As you can see, Staten Island is the most organized with their politicians, Republicans and Democrats, with the lawyers, Lou Geralmino and his uh, partner, Mark Fonte, and obviously the rebels. They all work together. So, Gellormino actually threw a lifeline to Eric Adams, who probably isn't smart enough to realize that the victory in state Supreme Court yesterday to prevent illegal aliens from being housed at St. John's Villa Academy, the former all-girls Catholic high school, was actually helpful to Eric Adams Corporation Council, which was in court the very same day yesterday, trying to discard the right to shelter rule. But you see, this guy, he he sees everything, everything through the prism of color. You're black, you're back. You're white, it ain't right. But here's Lou Geralamino this morning throwing a lifeline to Mayor Eric Adams. Now we have a situation which the mayor actually wanted. He has been trying to overturn this right to shelter decree for the last two months. So Judge Ozzie actually gave the mayor exactly what he was looking for. So now the ball is in the mayor and the city's court, and let's see what happens. Well, you would have thought the mayor would have paused and said, hmm, maybe we can utilize this. This is great, Corporation Council. No. Instead, he picked up the phone to a woman who was at his beck and call, a woman whose husband has been hired twice, Justin Ellick, for no-show jobs. The crooked assemblywoman and leader of the crooked Kings County Democratic machine, Rodney Bashaw. And he said, Rodney, and again, you got to understand, you got to understand Brooklyn, Kings County, corrupt politics. If Eric Adams breathes out, Rodney Bashaw inhales. Whatever Eric Adams wants, Rodney Bashaw, the crooked Kings County Democratic leader and assemblywoman does. So she went on and played the race card. She issued on stationery of the Kings County Democratic Party that there is a division in uh, Brooklyn. The rich white neighborhoods, wealthy white neighborhoods aren't getting any of the illegals. And only the poor and the lower class neighborhoods are basically, again, doing what Eric Adams always does, except he's doing it through a surrogate playing the race card. Now, what does this do to Assemblywoman Jamie Williams, black Assemblywoman who represents Marine Park, relatively wealthy area, Mill Basin, relatively wealthy area, Georgetown, Canarsie, Gravesend, Garrison Beach. So even though she's a black legislator, she represents a very diverse area, and particularly in what she has said uh, publicly and to Sid Rosenberg in the morning. So you're going to put these migrants 
in a residential community, both in our backyard, in my backyard, in your backyard, right? She, That's the problem. That's a problem. She's so correct. But now the mayor's strategy is to divide our communities, as he's always done, white versus black, through his hit woman, Rodney Bishaw. By the way, it's not a household name, but she is the crooked leader of the crooked Kings County Democratic machine. She is the assemblywoman, and she has done the work of Eric Adams, who has hired her husband twice for no-show jobs. No-show jobs. I'm not talking feather-bedded jobs. No-show jobs. Now, meantime, the mayor's office wouldn't comment, but they did indicate that there is a map that shows that Manhattan and Queens were sheltering many more migrants than the populous Brooklyn, and they had outlined all the white areas that they want the illegal aliens shoved into. Can I give you a little piece of that? Hey, Councilwoman Vernikoff. Once you put it in Manhattan Beach and you've been supporting the mayor, Eric Adams, as an Eric Adams Republican, wake up. Wake up, Jamie Williams. Once you put him in Marine Park, you got to take on your own Democrat here, wants to screw over your district. Are they going to be strong enough to do that? Of course not. And then he wants to put them in to Bay Ridge. Hey, wait a second. Isn't that Justin Brannon? I always knew that was the plan. And when I said that here on the Rip and Read, Justin Brannon, the city councilman uh, in Bay Ridge, you know, uh, he is uh, the defund the police city councilman. He defunded the police. Uh, he's the one who said, nah, absolutely no plans to put illegal aliens. No way in Bay Ridge. Well, obviously there is a plan because you're too much of a white area. And he's not defending the residents of Bay Ridge, nor the police. That's why you got to elect Eric Kagan, who is not an Eric Adams Republican, that's for sure. But Ina Vernikoff, you better wake up. You better speak up on behalf of Manhattan Beach. He wants to put him there. Why are you an Eric Adams uh, Republican, huh? Wake up. This guy hates you. You're a cracker. When are people going to realize this guy has always played the race card? And now that our movement has brought together black, white, Hispanic, and Asian together in an unprecedented level with thousands of people showing up at our rallies, he's going to try to divide and conquer. Because that's the only thing that Eric Adams has ever done. So, hey, my fellow Republicans, wake up. Stop being Eric Adams Republicans. And Democrats... You better start understanding that if your communities are going to be uh, separated from this massive invasion, you're going to have to stand up to the mayor. And I'll be more than happy to stand up with you side by side. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Start my mission, leave my residence, thinking how I could I get some dead presidents. I need money. I used to be a stick-up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. I used to roll up. This is a hole-up. Ain't nothing funny. Stop smiling. We still don't nothing move but the money. But now I learn to earn cause I'm righteous. I feel great, so maybe I might just search for a nine to five. If I strive, then maybe I'll stay alive. So I walk up the street. 
whistling. Yeah, maybe this should be a theme song for Eric Adams. The hip hop man, swagger man with no plan. Eric B. Rocky! But anyway, uh, the big story of the day. Enough of this rap crap nonsense about stick up kids. By the way, stick up kids are making mad money. Hand over fist, just parking themselves out of the 2,000 illegal weed stores. They call themselves smoke shops. They grow by the day, they pop up. So these stick-up kids, they hang out, and they clock everybody going in. It's a cash-and-carry business. You can't use credit cards. You can't use debit cards. So they know approximately how much loot is inside. So about closing time, they'll come in guns blazing, or they'll just house you when you come outside and get in your car to go home or wherever you're going to go. That's happening increasingly And, Justin, do you think the owners and operators of these illegal weed shops are reporting these armed robberies? (laughs) Of course not. And, of course, the sheriff, Anthony Miranda, you rang at crooked sheriff of New York appointed by Eric Adams, who wasn't trusted when he was a cop. You think he's going to do anything? Crime, all those all those smoke shops, all those weed shops are being targeted by stick-up kids who roll in there about an hour before they close. They'll either stick you up in the store or they get you on the way out. And most of it never gets reported to the local police. And quite frankly, the deputy inspectors who are in charge of the precincts appreciate that so that they can keep their stats low. Although it doesn't fool the people. But we have even a bigger problem now, and that's a lead story that Target, Target, is closing its store in Harlem and in nine other locations due to theft and violence, shoplifting and boosting. This comes on the heels of reports that CVS is doing likewise in the city, closing dozens uh, of their retail drug stores. Rite Aid is going to be closing all of them in Manhattan. Uh, you go to that Rite Aid in Washington Heights, right before you hit the, uh, the Washington, George Washington Bridge and the bus terminal there in Washington Heights, and it's like nef- nothing left on the counter, nothing left on the counter, nothing left on the shelves. It's like a wasteland because everything has been shoplifted. They don't have enough glass partitions to keep products behind. And anyway, they're going to close soon. So we got CVS. We got Rite Aid. We got Dwayne Reeds who have been closed. We got Target, Target in Harlem. And this mayor has had absolutely no response, no reaction to a problem that is driving crime up, driving retail businesses out, which means creating unemployment for a lot of retail workers, cashiers and others, stock guys, stock gals, whole host of businesses that are affected. And doesn't seem to have any plan. That's why I call him Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And in addition, every day in New York City, and this has been acknowledged by the Eric Adams administration, 90,000 packages get stolen that were delivered by either FedEx, UPS, uh, United States Postal Service, Amazon. They get stolen by what you call porch pirates. And no one ever gets arrested. These crimes are not reported because they will inflate, obviously, realistically, the crime that is going on in each precinct. So it's basically hush, hush, much, much. Well, if people can go out and snatch packages that are meant for you, no matter where they're placed, 
it just emboldens them. It it makes them more brazen that this city can be cherry-picked for everything. It's sort of like uh, a carcass in the Mojave Desert, these retail establishments. There's almost nothing left on the bone. So let's uh, listen to what Eric Adams had announced uh, a few months ago. He was going to crack down on all this retail theft, the shoplifting, the boosting. You know, he always has a press conference, but never a plan. We're going to also train our workers in de-escalation tactics and security best practices so that they can know how to address this issue. De-escalation tactics. You know, this sounds uh, like a lot more Tiffany Caban, the acolyte, the mini-me to AOC all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the socialists who want shoplifters to, uh, like locusts, go throughout retail establishments and pick clean everything because they got to get a loaf of bread. It was Tiffany Caban who said the same thing. Oh, no, no, no. We should be training people to do de-escalation. Justin Ellick, before you were born, there was the Curtis Sliwa method of dealing with shoplifters. Recently, you saw it from coast to coast. It was Sikh workers at a 7-Eleven outside of Stockton. This black uh, member of the uh, Crips gang comes in dressed all in blue, has a garbage can with a garbage bag in it, and he just starts to grab everything he can, all the vaping items, all the tobacco, everything he could grab, and then this was their old-fashioned Curtis Lee response. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Hit him. Break his leg. Yeah. On his way out, you believe this guy, he tried to grab something else off the shelf, and they hit him a few more times in the head. They haven't had a problem since. They didn't call the sheriffs. They didn't call the local police, Stockton, because that was a waste of time. They knew that if they're abandoned by government, which they have been, and the police are not responding, they got to take things into their own hands, Curtis Lee was style. And, you know, they're trying to pass a bill now in Sacramento that would prevent any employees from getting involved and using any physical force whatsoever to stop shoplifting basically giving an easy pass to the shoplifters. You know who wants that? That's a pretty bold governor, uh, Gavin Gruesome Newsom, who thinks he's uh, eventually going to become president of the United States over our dead body if we want our country to be like California. But anyway, I digress. So that's the old school way, and I learned that firsthand from uh, Benny Eggs Mangano. You know Benny Eggs Mangano is, Justin? Of course you don't know. He was number two in the Genovese crime family, to Vinny the Chin Giganti. Uh, They were housed down at their social club, Sullivan Street. It was called the Triangle Social Club. And one time I was there because we were patrolling uh, near Washington Square Park. And Benny Eggs Mangano says to me, Hey, kid. Everybody always calls me kid. I'm 69. I think back then I was uh, about uh, about 49. So he tells me, hey, Nobody comes on Bleecker Street. Nobody's going to take a Tartufo. By the way, you know what Tartufo is? Uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino. You know what Tartufo is. It was only one distributor, one maker, and that was the Genovese crime family. If anybody tried to make any Tartufo and distribute it, retail or wholesale, they'd have their leg bent in their pockets. But I digress. 
So he said, we don't kill anybody we catch shoplifting in our stores. We just break their leg or we break their arm and we make them wear a cast. Because then everybody knows they're a thief in the neighborhood. And they realize if you go into that bakery store, if you go into that mom and pop grocery store, uh, there's going to be a price to pay. But Eric Adams, he doesn't believe in old school ways. So let's hear whatever nonsense he spewed on that day that he put together his retail stop shoplifting task force that has done absolutely jack diddly squat nothing. We're going to increase enforcement against repeated offenders and organized crime. That's the partnership we want to develop with our uh, state and local uh, prosecutors. The prosecutors don't even prosecute shoplifting, right? It's uh, petty larceny. They don't even prosecute it, especially your friend that you were making the heart sign with out in the streets, Alvin Bragg, friend of the criminals, and someone who will arrest anybody who fights back, anybody who defends themselves or stands their ground, like Jose Alba. Remember, at that bodega in Harlem when he had to stab his assailant to protect himself, and now he's in the DR. He's afraid of being in New York. He's more afraid of being in New York than the DR. And, of course, uh, Daniel Penny. Well, let's hear what else. What else is uh, Eric Adams have in store to stop all the shoplifting that is causing retail establishment after retail establishment to close because of shoplifting? We build on the NYPD's Operation Safe Shopper. Operation Safe Shopper. Is that like having a celebrity shopper or what is that? What do they call it? What's that that statement that they use? The uh, uh, substitute shopper. I forget what they do when somebody goes shopping for a personal shopper. That sure ain't working. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. What What else? What else is he uh, involved in here? By establishing neighborhood retail watches that would allow... Businesses to share real-time intelligence. This is one area we're very excited about. You're excited about see something and do nothing, right? That's really what it is. You see some shoplifters, you share the information, you make a list, and you check it twice. Well, how about this? How about you share information, and with uh, the brand-new technology that we've paid for in the police department, millions of dollars, photo recognition technology, just like casinos know if you're coming in, Lou, and you're going to count cars and you're banned from every casino. How about this? They see somebody coming in. They see already he's targeted, a predicate shoplifter. They see him going to reach for the shelf to clear it out and stuff it in a hefty trash bag, and they give him the seek treatment which is a classic old-fashioned beatdown. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Oh, that's music to my ears. Break his shoulder. Break his leg. Yeah, on his way out, he was grabbing another item. The old-fashioned way is the best way. That's the deterrent. All this nonsensical, new agey, oh, we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, de-escalate nonsense doesn't work. Eric Adams, he, I, I'm the mayor in exile. Everybody knows that. I'm, I'm in exile. I'm on the island of Manhattan like Napoleon was in Elba. If you don't want to do your job, I'll make you the deputy mayor of nightlife where you're really happy. And let the law and order guy, Curtis Sliwa, get down to business with old school ways.
Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, this is the theme song of the crook of all crooks, the capodituti of crooked U.S. senators, of which there are many up on the hill in the cloakrooms, where he's always available to be wine dined in pocket lines. It's crooked Bobby Menendez who turned himself in to federal court downtown Manhattan with his crooked wife, Nadine, an Armenian-American. And by the way, Justin, he claims that he met his uh, thieving wife at an IHOP. Do we believe that? There's an IHOP in Union City. Uh, I'm sure Noam Laden knows right there, Bergen Line Avenue. He lives there in crooked Hudson County. I mean, let's face it. Whatever happens in Hudson County stays in Hudson County, and that's why he has been protected, he and his son, for years. But I will tell you this, Justin Ellick, his wife looks like a mail-order bride that he should have returned and asked for a refund on. Oh, my God. Here's a woman who's a a self-described lobbyist who's saying, pay me in cash and pay me in gold bars. Hey, I had a good payday today, Bobby, based on your referrals. These are two crooks. And the third crook that isn't listed in this indictment, and he should be, is the seed, the son. The evil seed, the evil seed of Bobby Menendez, who is Bob. And what does he happen to be, Justin? The congressman who replaced Bobby Menendez in his district. And how many times I would see them holding court. Right there on Washington Street, between like 8th and 11th Street in Hoboken. And, you know, it was like a meal, it cost about $120. But they would always BYOB, bring their own bottle for $25, instead of paying the price there $100. Cheapskates. Don't you remember how those Dominican prostitutes did that YouTube and said, every time Bobby Menendez would come to the DR and we would service him and take him around the world in 80 seconds. The guy wouldn't even tip us with Dominican pesos, never mind American dollars. And he would sit there for hours, him and his son. And it was like you were dealing with uh, the godfather and his son, Michael Corleone, and they were there to collect the loot. How often Bobby Menendez and his son would divide up the loot. I know that the relatives and the sickle fans, toadies and lackeys over in Hudson County are listening. But you made one big mistake, Bobby Menendez. You left your cocoon of protection in crooked Hudson County. And you moved into the house. Not ostentatious that your wife, the mail-order bride from Armenia, lives in in Cliffside Farm. No, excuse me, in Englewood Cliffs. That's a Republican area, a lot of Republicans there, not all Democrat. The mayor, Mario Kranjak, a Republican, maybe that was your biggest mistake to move out of your protected cocoon of corruption, come into Englewood Cliffs where you were exposed. <laughs> guilty, 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 Bobby.